Hello, hello, welcome to episode 24 of the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life. I'm Robert Scarpinito, and I'm joined here by the wonderful Jack Cepeda. You're wonderful too, sir. Hello, everybody. How are you doing out there in the interwebs? And the splendid Colin Sparling. Hey, you know if you subtract just one from 24, you get 23. Number 23, like that Jim Carrey movie? Guys. Okay. Guys, peel back the wallpaper, just 23 everywhere. <laughs> Do we need to reboot you? Or are you okay? <laughs> 23, 20, 20, 23. Tw- tw- are you? Okay. Nah. Jim Carrey. How are you doing, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Some people think Jim Carrey is crazy now, but I think he, I think he's pretty sane. I think he's think depressed. He's no, he, yeah, he is. They're, they're, that's a whole fiasco that's going on with him, man. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to take you guys back. I want to, I want to take you guys back about. Oh, it would be about thirteen, fourteen years now. Oh boy. Okay. Where were you guys when the music game craze? broke ddr <laughs> into guitar hero Ooh. what would what was your involvement like because i know guitar hero that ip was one of the most influential things on me growing up it really was i had already gotten a, had a liking for rock and heavy rock music and heavy metal and things like that but that only brought it to the forefront even more for me so what about you guys i want to know your perspective on this <laughs> So, 2003, I was probably listening to Drowning Pool. <laughs> Let the when bodies they, when they hit had the their, floor. Exactly, when they had their first original lead singer, right? Before he passed, unfortunately. But I was a big sucker for music game peripherals. Absolutely. I had a oh, DDR plastic crap mat. I had Guitar Hero. I had multiple versions of Guitar Hero. I, uh, I went there. <laughs> and I fell in deep. Yeah, I fell in pretty deep, too, and it's even worse because, like, at all the arcades back home, right, DDR was everywhere, or some form of DDR, right? Yeah, Pump um, It Up, the Korean pop version. Yeah, so um, <laughs> when, when wh- who was it, Octane, right? Are those the guys? Those the Red guys Octane. That made Red Octane. When Red they were Octane, like, yeah. It's like DDR for your fingers. I was like, sign me up. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was, I was so dumb. I was like, I'm going to actually learn how to play real guitar. <laughs> Yeah, there are only Dude, five frets on a guitar, on a real Did one. You, yeah, didn't you guys see that episode of South Park where they made fun oh, of Guitar yeah. Hero? I and, love yep. that episode so Dude, much. It's, and, it's and, and Randy's like, check this out, guys. And he's play, playing Sweet Child of Mine on real guitar. And they're like, yeah, nobody cares about that. That's not cool. Yeah, I, I love that kid who is like Buckethead and he just like, check this out. And you just hear a bunch of clicking and yeah, he's like click, playing yeah. the song. He's like, that was, click, that click, was click, John click, the click, Fisherman click. Unplugged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that episode. No. Man. Yeah, it's God, a classic. I love that song too. Like that episode's like ten years old, guys. That's crazy. Damn. I think I think the first Guitar Hero came out oh five, oh four, oh five. Around that. Around yeah. there. Yeah. Because then uh Guitar Hero two came out sometime later and that actually came out in the three sixty. And then it kind of like got out of hand. Well, Guitar Hero three, I think, is when it absolutely was at its peak or kind of exploded. Mm. And then mm-hmm. Rockman came out, and Guitar Hero was like, shit, guys, we need more instruments. We need drums. And then it started going downhill from there. By the way, how did you guys feel about the rock band thing when it came out? Were you a fan of like, okay, I'm going to go over to the rock band side of things, or I'm like, oh, I'm going to stick with Guitar Hero? I loved rock band. And to this day, still love rock band more than Guitar Hero, I think. Hmm. Hmm. I uh, had many a night, uh, drunken night, playing uh, rock band with 
my actual rock band at the time. <laughs> so we would we would get out of band practice. We'd go over, you know, to one of their houses and we played rock band for the rest of the night. It was pretty funny. But uh, I was I'm big into drums, right? I love playing drums. So for me, it was even more exciting, like the potential, you know, to to, to get to rock out uh with the drum set and then you actually get on it and you're like oh this thing's actually a total piece of shit yeah okay. oh yeah yeah <laughs> the rock yeah. band drums are so sad yeah like but that's the thing that that's the cool part about actually the drums in particular because it, i think it was the most transferable skill from the the game into real sure. life if you yeah. yeah if you're playing the highest difficulty yeah for sure in drums then you're just straight up playing a drum set yeah because yeah, it's, it's yeah. teaching you rhythm and like across the different limbs of your body whereas like with uh, guitar like you can't just say, okay, but where's the red fret, guys? Where, c- come on, I know that <laughs> yeah. like to play "Sweet Child of Mine," you start on the red fret. Where, no, where is yellow, it? white, blue, green? Yeah, Fuck. I mean, I think I think the only thing that guitar, the Guitar Hero guitar, is going to get you good at is it's going to build up your finger strength and maybe get you good at strumming <laughs> a little bit. Because mm. well, sure, that's, yeah. that's about it. I don't know. <laughs> as much so, as an easy bake oven makes you a great baker when you grow up. Right, right. But I so. I am a circular note guy for life. I'm a guitar hero guy for life. Um, mm. Because I always thought guitar hero, well, first of all, the notes were easier to hit because I think circular notes make a lot more sense. Um, and secondly, I don't know. I've always liked the music selection in guitar hero a little bit better um, because they tend to go more towards the rock and metal stuff. Whereas rock band um, got a lot of pop songs and stuff and guitar hero did follow suit. After a while, they had like well, the band hero thing, Guitar Hero 5, a lot of pop songs. But. The thought about it was that Guitar Hero is focused, right? It's a focused experience. Everyone has one instrument or maybe two, and you're they just want to put songs in there that are fun to play on guitar. But right, the, right. the theory with Rock Band was like, no, we need to make this a party game. We need to just have like party type songs that aren't necessarily guitar focused, but are just like a good time to sing along too as well as play like vocals were a big part of you know what made rock band the experience it was i and i'm not exactly sure where you're going with this conversation but i want to ask you guys like what year if you can remember did you actually end up giving up your plastic instruments and your rock dream rock star ambitions along with it um well i can safely say i didn't (laughs) (laughs) you still have it dude i still had there's three guitars in my living room right now and a drum set play like regularly I still play, well, not regularly. Actually, I've been playing a lot of work because we have a Guitar Hero arcade machine at nice. David Buster's. So that no joke, if cool. I get bored, I just play Guitar Hero on a Guitar Hero machine. So the thing about the, the arcade machine is the guitars are ass. Like, they're heavy. They have, like, a lot of metal. It feels like metal. Like they're yeah, made they're metal. more sturdy, right? Yeah, yeah they're, they are sturdy because they're made to get the shit kicked out of them. But, like, at the same time, it's you have to put, like, triple the effort just to strum one note. Uh-huh. And it, and the the buttons are spaced differently. It's just all kinds of weird. Mm. But the set list is pretty decent. And so Def, Deftones is on there, so you know I'm sold. So you're <laughs> you're still set up for success in your living room in 2017. Then it sounds yeah, like, dude. I I like I said. I I think honestly, if I sat down and counted all the hours I've ever put into any game, I think I have the most hours in Guitar Whoa. Hero Metallica. Wow, Metallica. Yeah, like a specific a Guitar one. Hero. Yeah, like Guitar Hero Metallica, like is the game yeah. I've most consistently played over the years. Like if I, it's wow. the game that if I'm in the mood, I'm like, oh, I want to play Guitar Hero. I throw in Guitar Hero Metallica because Metallica is one of my favorite bands. It also has some of the heaviest songs in the series on there. Yeah, absolutely. That's your comfort food. So let me ask you, Robert, what, yeah. do you still have the plastic uh, so, play toys? So I gave up the original ones back in like 2011 or 12, and then when Rock Band Four came around, I was like, 
oh man, that sounds so fun to play now. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's kind of shite. Yeah. But I did buy into it back when it came out. So we do have plastic instruments again, and they're just as bad as they were before. <laughs> and you have them right now set up. Yeah, they're they're set up in our living room closet th- space. So like wow. we can pull them out right now and play if we wanted to, but we Whoa. haven't in like ten months maybe. So they're dusty then. Very. Okay. Yeah, you have to be in. You have to be in the right mood, especially with um, yeah. um, how burnt out everyone got. You know, two thousand what, two thousand nine, two thousand ten is when it got ridiculously saturated, and they were just. I mean, they. I think they put out five Guitar Hero games in one year. What Four or five. is that true? Yeah, dang. I think it was like. Don't quote me. You know, it could like it was like twenty two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Uh, they put out like four or five Guitar Hero games within the span of a year or so. Because I remember That's, it was like okay. Guitar Hero Van Halen, uh, oh, Guitar Hero 5. Rock Band Beatles. Well, yeah, there was Rock Band, The Beatles. Um, uh, what else was there? There was, uh, well, they did uh, Guitar There's, Hero uh, Aerosmith. Aerosmith, yeah. So I was gonna oh, say. yeah, that was one of the um, last ones. And then Green Day also was one of the last ones. Rock Band, yeah. Oh, my fault. I'm getting them all yeah. across. They're yeah. just one big thing <laughs> to me. They're just the same. And, they did Lego Rock Band too, lest we forget. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah! Holy shit! Oh, yeah, yeah. I I, and that. I was actually like, and I've been up on it a little bit more, and I've actually been considering getting Guitar Hero Live because it's a little bit different. But we'll see about that. It's cheap enough, so who knows? Yeah, yeah it's like we, twenty bucks now because I bought it when it was like, like forty. Bucks, I, I wanted I think, to ask you guys how you felt about that. So with Guitar Hero Live, that's the newest one, right? Yeah, how I mean guys, it's two years old, right? Well, yeah, but I mean it came out around the same time as Rock Band Four did. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about that whole like there's there are only three frets and they're like there's the up and the down like bottom like top and bottom of the fret it's way more realistic to yeah. how how you'd actually chord a guitar and i've only played a demo version but it, it like i play on expert like hyperspeed five and shit like that on regular guitar hero oh, shit. and it's so much harder it really is like because it's it just it shows you three notes uh, on the screen and it totally breaks your mental model of wanting to see five so you're like oh you got to recognize the difference between the white and the black ones and you got to shift your hand up and i don't know it's it's completely different mm. yeah in my experience so i beat that game uh Whoa. completely yeah i owned oh, you it did. i bought it yeah i played the shit out of that game and i loved it but it got old after a while and i was like well i've done everything there is to do i'm not going to drop like another 20 30 bucks whatever on season pass and all this so i eventually ended up uh selling it didn't make the move uh cross country but I did enjoy it, and I agree with you. It, it made the the fret board made for much more realistic movements you make with your fingers. You know, much more transferable to an actual guitar. And oh, I was, yeah, I, I, I loved. I was introduced to uh, I was introduced to a lot of new bands like through uh, their kind of rock band station. They had a very interesting multiplayer mode where you just basically are like watching like TV. It's kind of like a, a TV network where they have a daily schedule, and you get on whenever you want to, and they have different genres for different times a day and then you're just playing along with other people and you're trying to get the best score in the room there's like 30 40 people in there playing the game with playing the same song with you at the same time it's pretty cool that's actually pretty yeah. neat i i and i wish it would have did a little bit better but i just think it was just the wrong t- time in the wrong place i just the way yeah. they saturated the market back in the day it just kind of killed it for a lot of people and even now like when rock band tried to make a triumphant return along with guitar hero it just kind of fell flat yeah, it yeah. came and it went. They couldn't find a way to make that sustainable, but I I did right. enjoy that game. You know, I did. But I have fond I'm, memories of it. Right, but in and in conclusion, I think it was it was really formative to me and really cemented my idea of wanting to be in a band. 
and it was a huge influence on especially like the guitar player in my band christian he uh it basically turned him into a guitar player like he wanted to play guitar basically because of guitar hero and now he's I don't know, almost to virtual, I mean, trying to get to virtuosic levels of guitar playing. I mean, he plays an eight-string guitar. He's a guitar nerd. And it's really inspiring. And then our drummer was, he started out drumming in rock band. And it (laughs) transferred over, and now he's an incredible prog drummer. That's crazy, man. And you guys know Post Malone, right? Unfortunately. That's that's the, uh, hey, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's the... uh, influential you know the influence behind him as well that's how he got his start was with music was in rock band and then he became what he is now like one of the biggest rappers in the world yeah that's crazy yeah no that game i remember because you know i played percussion a lot in like you know school band right like you know not our marching band but our concert band and then rock band was kind of like my first introduction i guess to like a drum set like not just playing on one drum you know um and that's pretty much what kind of projected me into being like hey the whole drum set thing's pretty cool and led me to like being in a band in high school and all that which was like a lot of fun like extended outside of the realm of like playing rock band which is pretty great not that many games do that right and i i think at at the very least if you, if you take away anything from that whole mo- like music game movement at least it exposed between guitar hero and rock band at least it exposed a lot of kids to a lot of really great music Absolutely. And, you know, actually something about it, too, that kind of keeps me going now is like every now and then I get the itch to like, oh, I want to play a rhythm game, but I don't want to like pull out rock band, boot up my PS4, put in the new, you know, like that's such a hassle. But um, I play a lot of like phone rhythm games now to like satisfy that craving of like, you know, wanting Mm -hmm. to play a game that's based on rhythm, like uh, a game that I play a lot on my Switch is is a game called Vose. Right. Man, that game is so fun. So much fun. It is pretty neat. Yeah. For me, I think uh, my time investing in that is kind of over. And I think that it, if and when I do eventually get back into that, I'm just going to like man up and get an actual electronic drum set and like, you know, and play like actual songs, you know, that I want to play. How will you know, like, if you're not going to see a rock band chart, how are you going to know how to play it? <laughs> it's amazing how that works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I've played so I've played a decent amount of Guitar Hero drumming, and I'm still a garbage drummer. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, we've got a pretty pretty packed show for you guys today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, if you haven't noticed, we did previously publish a Wolfenstein Two spoiler cast. Uh, so if you've beaten that and want to relive that glorious story with me and Jack, you know, check that episode out if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, let's let's get on with the show. Let's talk about video games. Oh boy. Oh sweet boy. So at, oh sweet boy. Holla at your boy. <laughs> yes. Holla so, at your boy. While we're while we're just like I just mentioned Wolfenstein 2, so the game I want to talk about is Wolfenstein 2 for this. But I played the DLC that came out. Uh, so what they did is they, like when the game first booted up or when the game first released on the main menu, there was this vault, like on the main menu screen, there was like vault is locked unlocks in like 12 days. And there was a countdown and whatever. Um, and when that finally unlocked, it showed that like, Hey, this is the DLC and stuff. So, um, they've already announced that they're going to do three DLC episodes, right? One based on like, like each one's going to be based on a different character, during their time in this American revolution. And this first bit of DLC 
kind of gives you like a demo of all three of them. So it's like, you know, this, this guy, he's out doing this thing and like, you get to play as him for a bit. And then meanwhile, this lady's doing something else and you get to play as her for a little bit. And then finally, like, and this third dude is doing this and you get to play as him for a little as well. Dude. Number three, I was really impressed to find out they came out with DLC so fast. It's kind yeah. of impressive. You know, they must have been working on it as the game went gold and was getting manufactured and all that. Yeah. As it, video games do get developed. It seems like, is that a trend? Like, these games are coming out and just pumping out DLC really quick. Like, uh, Resident Evil 7 did the same thing. They came out with the, yeah. uh, what was it, the Forbidden Tapes or whatever, like a few weeks after the game released, it felt like. Definitely. Yeah, it's generally not, like, public knowledge, but when a game is actually, like, content complete and finished and certified... From that, there's usually like a good solid two to two and a half months between that time and the game actually goes live, right, to download and goes public and released. Right. So so people, you know, it's not like they waited till the game came out on a Tuesday and then that Friday they, by, you know, in three days they had DLC out. They've been working on it for months, you know, by that point. So yeah, it, it's really like, well, what do you want to do? We're done. This game shipped. Like, we have to do something. Let's make some DLC. You know, it just makes sense for them from uh, from the developer standpoint. Yeah, and like not to put down the work that they did, but this DLC is also pretty short. You know, it's it took me like hour and a half, two hours at most, maybe, to run through this. And, and you need the season pass, right? You do need the season pass to play these. Okay. Um, and honestly, it was kind of like, eh, <laughs> about the whole thing. Like, hmm. they introduce you to these three characters, which, by the way. I can't come up with their names on the top of my head because they were all just so uninteresting to me. Um, I think mm. the coolest part about all of them was that, like, you know, later in Wolfenstein 2, you get access to these three different contraptions that change the way you play. And each one of them has one of them. And there's, like, a story reason behind it that gives them those abilities. Like, the quarterback, he's, like, he tackled, like, he's used to getting tackled and tackling people. So he has, like, the shoulder rams. So, yeah, you know, there's like there's like a story uh, justification for all of their contraption usage. Um, um, that's somewhat surprising to hear that you're less than enthused because they're setting quite a high bar, as I understand, with the old blood in the yeah. original game. Like their DLC has been on point and worth the money. So you're saying this is a little iffy here. Obviously, there's more to come. But right. as a first effort, it's more it's not so crucial it's more supplementary like i think it'll get better once like we actually get to see the full stories of football man and spy lady and mm-hmm. uh, football man and football spy man lady. spy lady and veteran soldier boy because tell them yeah because right now that's like that's my names for them i don't know enough or care enough about them whereas with bj right like i cared about his story arc i cared about everything he had to do because it was all so compelling whereas these guys it's like you know they're, they're trying to fight the Nazis. That's cool. They all, they all sound like characters that would make an appearance on, a, or like a guest appearance on an old Scooby-Doo cartoon. Yeah, yeah kind of. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. I was totally thinking that. So let me ask you, I have it downloaded. I have it installed. Is it worth me even booting up? Um, Should I just go play Wolfenstein 1? I think between that and Wolfenstein 1, play Wolfenstein 1 for sure. Wolfenstein yeah, but uh, it's it's a good, like, preview of what's to come with the DLC. Like, I'm glad I at least did it so I know what to expect. Um, I don't know if I'd say buy it right now if, like, you don't have the season pass yeah. right now. Uh, but it's all right. It's it just there's something missing about it. And maybe it's just because they didn't give enough time to, like, develop these characters because um, it's very, like, 
comic booky. Like they're trying to sell these guys as like comic book heroes, kind of. Uh, hmm. uh, oh, interesting. To them. Yeah, yeah it, like it, it kind of sounds like. Uh, oh, what's the word? Like vignettes? Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's a lot. I like always that. fuck that word up. Like, is it vignette? Vignette? I don't know. Yeah, Robert would know of the three of us. <laughs> I believe it's vignette, but okay. don't quote me on this. Uh, at least you're not saying vignette. Vignette yes. or vignette or yeah or fillet mignon. I was about to say that. Yeah, fillet could mignon. I have your finest fillet mignon, please? <laughs> um, mignon and lasagna. So something else in the vault that was also like, unfortunately, very disappointing. Um, is they had this uh, this like simulations or something like that where basically you just get to play through parts of each level again and it's like a score attack so like kill a nazi you get 400 points kill a bunch of nazis in a row like within a certain time you get multipliers or whatever and it's basically like a time attack score attack like run through each level which like you know that isn't that fun (laughs) Okay, I'm, you have unsold me on this. Yeah, it, I mean, because it's... <laughs> you it, completely ruined like, any enthusiasm I might have for this. Yeah, it's it's fun for a while, but it's still like, okay, but at the end of this, I don't get any story, which unfortunately and fortunately is the strongest part of Wolfenstein 2. So without like without that carrot, you know, why am I following the stick is basically okay. it. Oh, and, and what's worse too is you don't get like your upgrades. Like all the gun upgrades that you got in the campaign, all the like contraptions that you have on your body, you don't get any of those for these score attacks. So it's like you're just vanilla Blaskowitz. The gameplay is not why you come to that Mm-mm. game. It's 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 okay, you know. Yeah, that was actually my next question too. So the gameplay isn't really compelling enough to play through like kind of a boring story. Well, even in the baseline, even in the baseline, the base game, the gameplay is not the shining, you know, but uh, part it's still, of that game it's still good it's still pretty fun for it's a serviceable while. it's serviceable but yeah. you know I, I tend to think the gameplay in like something let's say like for far cry for instance is much better and yeah. much more okay. compelling than wolfenstein but you can't dual wield shotguns in far cry jack yeah yeah that's true <laughs> true yeah we'll see so far cry 5 but uh yeah, you're going there for the story, and and the gameplay Absolutely. is in service of it. So if this is just more gameplay shit, then whatever. Yeah, and and here's the thing: even though this stuff isn't necessarily worth your time, definitely still purchase Wolfenstein Two. Just the base game, the base story, that ten yeah, hours that you're going to spend. Do not is, listen to Rob right now. This is a great game. Yeah, buy it. Thank you. Yeah, don't listen <laughs> to me telling you it's a good game. No, yeah, it's it's a fan fucking tastic game. Absolutely. Um, like probably some of the best stories any video game has ever told in years. Oh, yes. probably? probably. Well, it, I can tell you it's probably better than World War II story as in Call of Duty World War II. Whoa. Yeah. So hey, well, I, we know how this one ends. This yeah, is how so, the real World War II ended as opposed to Wolfenstein. Yeah. Right. So I, I didn't actually beat Call of Duty's World War II's campaign, but I was able to uh, go over to my, my friendly neighborhood Redbox, pick up the game, play it for a little bit just because... Just the trailers intrigued me enough about the campaign to want to play it. And the reviews weren't saying the campaign was anything fantastic, but it's been a while since I played a first person shooty pooty campaign. So why not? I have um, so many what questions. the kids call it. Yeah, I think so. Um, pooty tang. So, yeah. So basically, I mean, the pooty tang. Shooty yeah, pooty tang. Yeah, I, re- I replaced the disc shooty, with my shooty tang. Guy. Shooty tang. <laughs> Isn't that basically what Call of Duty is? Guys, we have a title. 
I swapped out. I swapped before I returned the game. I swapped out uh, the disc for my copy of Pootie Tang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Colin, I have to ask: Did you save Private Ryan? Um, I felt like it because I mean, you're still storming, you know, the Om- Omaha Beach on D-Day in Normandy. So, I mean, it's still the same thing. What's up? I have a question. Did you sip a tie on the catatow? Excuse me? Okay, you've never seen the movie Pootie Tang. Okay, never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I only know the scary movie for reference. Excuse me? Sadate. All right, I, I, I apologize to everyone. I'm sorry. Continue. But Pray continue. I will say, I will say, I mean, so I never really played like Medal of Honor or any of that when I was younger. So... You know, storming onto Omaha Beach and like hearing the gunfire and everyone's like, fuck, get the fuck down. I need a medic. Medic. Just yeah. like explosions and fight, dude, gunfire everywhere. <sighs> Sound design me. is fucking pristine. Like, no joke. When I stormed Omaha Beach and like, you know, you're on the boat and everyone's like throwing up in the boat and everyone's like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. And then as soon as like the fucking ramp drops, everyone gets just fucking massacred. Like, it's, it's fucking, you're, you're there. Like, it, you know, I started like I was like oh shit you know I kind of started breathing heavy a little bit and I was like this is this is this is some real shit this is intense did you play Medal of Honor on PS2 no I didn't I didn't oh but I know it has the same exact scenes that's why I referenced it so this is your first time playing uh, Normandy Beach in video game form basically yeah I'm kind of jealous of your experience because I would have to be totally different than mine Robert did you ever play Medal of Honor on PS2 no I well I think I may have when I was younger, but I'll be honest, I don't remember much from it. That shit was fucking epic back then, because it was the first time ever you could like experience that right in an interactive way. And and it came out right around the time, I think, close to when Saving Private Ryan came out. So it was you know heavily on the consciousness, the national consciousness. Um, so for me, coming back to this, it would I feel like it would take a lot to to impress me right because it's just kind of like treaded ground again and it's kind of like there have been so many world war ii games right like how many times can we storm the same beach over and over again how many band of brother of duties you know <laughs> or where we do this so so tell me more though i'm, I'm curious like how yeah. far in the single player did you get so i think i was at least I, at least more than halfway um okay so i the game so after that at that initial scene in Omaha Beach, the game continues on and it kind of starts to like that's kind of where it, its high point is and then it kind of starts to take a dive narrative wise and kind of plateaus. And it with occasional like small spikes. So it, you're playing, you're playing, you're like, okay, this is basically just more shooty pooty Call of Duty. Hey, that rhymes. <laughs> um <Hey. laughs> But uh I mean some of the some of the missions are pretty typical like okay go into the trenches kill all the nazis got it um and then there's like some espionage miss- missions where which are change it up quite a bit and make it pretty interesting like there's actually some there's a, a particular mission where you play like this woman who's like breaking into this nazi base and you're like undercover and shit and you actually have to do like dialogue options and so you, so you change characters throughout yeah yeah so you do change you uh so there's daniels which is like the main soldier guy and then there's this uh woman who works for the British forces who's like basically doing more undercover stuff and trying to hit the Nazis, you know, where it hurts and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it, I mean, yeah, there's really not much to talk about. There's a lot of really cool, uh, set pieces, like action set pieces, like exploding buildings. There's like the part with the train exploding and, 
you know, piling on top of each other. And it, re- it literally turns into the, se- the scene from the beginning of Uncharted 2 where you're like walking <laughs> through the wreckage and, huh. you know, there's random enemies for some reason still trying to kill you, even though everyone's mostly dead from the fiery wreckage. Uh, hey, Nazis but, are resilient. Yeah, I, I guess so. But so I are mean, cockroaches. Hey. Yeah, so are cockroaches. Um, but basically what I took away <laughs> from the game is like the game just did enough to keep me interested, but it wasn't really like I was really you know chomping at the bit to play more i wasn't I was gripping say, the controller yeah, and like yeah yeah like were you like oh man i can't wait to i have to see no, what happens next it, there was actually uh hmm. i really i remember a certain point where i was like i've kind of i'm good like i don't really know if i want to play anymore <laughs> like, like i know how this war ends i'm good <laughs> i get it Remind yeah like, i'm like i'm you know but then i was like uh for well for the sake of the i guess for the show and for singing just getting more into the game just in case it has anything more uh to offer Ooh. i kept playing a little bit more but Ooh. beyond that it wasn't really much i don't I, they were trying to i remember they were trying to play this game off like they were trying to sell hard on like the narrative and like these characters were really filled out and had a lot to them, and you get attached. Um, but they also, not really. They also had boots on the ground, didn't they? So I heard. Yeah, they did. They did. Mm-hmm. They had boots on the boots on the ground, and uh, they also had boots on the ground. Oh, and uh, I remember them saying they also had boots on the ground. Yeah, it sounds um, like a really boots on the ground experience. <laughs> it was very boots on the ground, Colin, literally snap, and figuratively. Snap out of it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so remind me, who developed this game? So it was uh, Sledgehammer Games. Um, Obviously published by Activision, Acta Blizzard. What was it like? About two weeks ago when this game came out, like we had. This is kind yeah. of the first time we've talked about it on the show because after that beta, the beta, Robert, you and I spent time in multiplayer. We spent enough time to figure out like, oh, this kind of sucks, and these this maps some, are kind of boring. To quote yeah. you, it's some Call of Duty ass. Call of Call Duty, of Duty right? Call of Duty, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, that's kind of describes the campaign too. And I will say, you know, flame me in the comments all you want. I didn't actually play the multiplayer, but I mean, <gasps> I don't. I know, I know. God, <laughs> but um, I mean, I'm not sorry. I'm not my dad. I don't play the. I don't, you know, put in the game and just go straight to multiplayer. Um, Rude. I'm not my I'm dad. I'm not my dad. <laughs> I'm not learning from dad. you, dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want your life. Um, <laughs> um, but I mean, all in all, the campaign wasn't that satisfying. I jumped into zombies, though. Yes, this I'm excited about because zombies, zombies is like the reason to play Call of Duty. And so, to me, I I don't care at all about zombies. I, d- I like multiplayer more than anything. That's fair. Um, so I didn't really feel too much of the negative aspects of the loot boxes because I mainly just played zombies by myself. Um, so the zombies mode in this game, from my perspective, was pretty damn good. They they had they did a lot of new really cool stuff that keeps it interesting. Like they have new machines everywhere like uh uh what was it juggernaut cola uh, what was it uh from the older games uh, uh juggernaut. cola juggernaut yeah they had oh, like okay. all those type of things but of course they were under different names they were like splits and blitz and like really german stuff hmm. um and Schneider so they sell, right yeah that uh <laughs> so they had all kinds of like power ups and you could get like extra armor and you could, you know they had the typical guns everywhere i didn't find like the random box though I don't know if that's still a thing. What is that? Is it not a thing? I don't. I just. I didn't find it. I didn't. If if it is there, um. But I the, there it has to be. Yeah. I, so they include two maps in the base game. 
Uh, so there's yeah. So there's one called the Final Reich, which is like a big old zombie map. Like, uh, there's several different areas you can up open up. It's like the snowy little town square and somewhere in Ger- Germany. Um, and you can open up like a riverside part and there's like a part. Of course, you got to turn the power back on. But here's the thing. In this game, you have to turn on like three or four different gas valves to actually turn the generator on to turn Yikes. get the power on. So it's like this really long process. I couldn't even figure it out. I played through it, I think, four or five times. And I didn't I don't think I made much progress in figuring out how the hell everything works, even playing through it several times. Furthest I got was like wave 11 on that one. Noob. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But the, here's the thing: they throw. There's all kinds of different enemy types they throw at you now. What are there like bloaters? So there's um, I, I call them stinkers. But like, so there's like these one. I think every four rounds, you hear like flies buzzing, and your guys like, yo, that sounds really close. Because like you you play as this big black dude. Mm. Uh, yo, this sounds really close, and uh. And then next thing you know, these these armless zombies just like running at you and they run like like sprint at you. They come at you like really fast. They don't have much health, but they just do like a shit ton of damage if they get close to you because they like infect you or some shit. Um, but yeah, so like every four rounds there's that. And then uh, I mean, some of the zombies, then there's like two different regular zombies. One of them like just straight runs at you. The other one just kind of walks. Um, but the zombie designs are really, really gruesome looking in this one. There's like ones with like jaws hanging off of them and their tongues are hanging out and like Ugh. just like covered in blood and gore. And it's it's pretty damn neat. Um, but in the other map, the other map honestly just felt like the very first zombies map. As in World at War, like the Easter egg like, house, you know, like very you, boring basic map. Yeah. So like it's a little bit more entertaining than that they're you know they throw all the the juggernaut type stuff or whatever at you the power-ups and the armor um but it's definitely more manageable uh single player than the other map was um but here's the thing so they 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 put you know the classic boards over the windows right so every between every round you sit there and you rebuild the windows and put the boards back on the windows to get you some points right well there's boards on the windows and the zombies clearly pull them off but you can't rebuild them Excuse me. Like you can't. Like what's zombies without not being able to rebuild boards? What is this? I don't Sle- know. Sledgehammer. What are you doing? Yeah, scandalous. I, I don't know. Like I, I sat there. Like literally, I spent half a match one time. I was like, "Why am I missing something? Do I have to gain the power to rebuild? Like I don't understand." Um, you need to become I, a woodbender. Yeah. Oh yeah, woodbender. I think that's the only downside, like the big downside gameplay wise for me so far. They still have, you know, the insta kills, the, you know, regain all your ammo and the nukes and all that stuff. But is is it worth just zombies mode? Is that worth price of admission for the full game? I wouldn't say so. No, I and I, I still stand by the sentiment that they should release zombie zombie mode as an uh, as a standalone game. Absolutely. Like when they yeah. announced like they were releasing that zombies experience thing, I was so excited. Like, oh, is that going to be its own game? Like, that'd be great. And it's like, no, you need to own Black Ops three. And this is DLC for it. Uh, Fuck that. Absolutely yeah. no. not. <laughs> well, here's it, the thing. Yeah, because they're not they're not going to do you know, they're not going to separate it from the regular game if they know that they can make more money selling the all three th- you know three components the campaign zombies and the multiplayer as a whole you know yeah that's that's so, all these big publishers want to do is make more 
and more money out of you. But speaking here's the thing. of well, I think we should move on from Call of Duty. Okay. So speaking of something completely unrelated to big publishers wanting to make a lot more money, Jack, what did you play this week? So I just realized all three of us have played FPSs, first person shooters. Oh yeah, uh, that's and we're talking about on the show. Weird. So, yeah, there's a game, guys. I don't know if you've heard of it somewhere on the Internet uh, over the last few days. It's uh, about, you know, that Star Wars franchise Battlefront 2 by DICE. Oh, I haven't heard of this. And EA. And you're lying because (laughs) you have to be under a rock. And I know you're not under a rock. But I have been playing that. I am getting the first 10 hours free. Right. Uh, I have not pre-ordered the game. I have not spent any money on the actual game. But, you know, being an EA origin uh subscriber I'm, I'm into that game and man does it look good all right i will just tell you right now the game looks great oh yeah uh, i wanted to die that and i don't think anyone will really yeah i but it's it's i don't even know where i start i mean this kind of bleeds into news should i start with like what i played should i just go into i don't know just just go where your heart takes you ah uh, it okay so i thought to myself I try not to think too hard about games. I try not to, but I can't help it a lot of times. But I thought to myself, when I'm playing multiplayer, I was like, I'm literally never going to get to unlock any of this shit. (laughs) And I just thought to myself, I really did. I was like, if I buy this game, I'm never going to get to unlock anything. Am I okay with that? And I was like, maybe I just shouldn't buy this game, you know? And I didn't really think anyone else, you know, was uh, thinking the same thing as, as I was. But then I went to Reddit. (laughs) Oh, boy. And it's not just... Me, guys, I'm not alone in this. It's basically every everyone on the internet, practically, right? Uh, where do we even begin? It, it the 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 single player, I guess. Let me go there first before we dive deep. But the single player is okay. It's just okay. It's it's at least there's one there, I guess. But in a way, like why bother then if it's just kind of a mediocre experience? Uh, it just kind of seems like they kind of checked off a box. Like, oh, we got single player. It's there now. It's just fan service the game over and over and over again. They're just doing things like, hey, look, this is, this is hey, there's Han Solo. Hey, there's Luke. Like, and it's just not, it just seems very pandering, right? This it's a very me, shallow experience. This makes me hate the game so much right now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it because just, that's canon. The The campaign, the story is canon. It's, shut so up. So the story's not very good? No, it's not good. And um, you can only play the first three levels um, until the game actually comes out. And so, yeah, let me say real quick. Again, EA Dice is the developer. Electronic Arts, obviously, is publisher. Um, this game officially comes out uh, November 17th, and it's on uh, PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox. And uh, you get to play it early. If you pre-order, pay $80. You can play it right now. Um, you can spend money to play this game right now. So, uh, no, the single-player game is very boring. I am i don't like the main character. It's just not a great experience so far, especially coming off of something like Wolfenstein. Like, wow, you know, and, and to be fair, maybe that's not a fair comparison, but I mean, they're, they are FPSs coming out in the, you know, within well, weeks of each other. I mean, I would say it's fair because it's yeah. fucking Star Wars. Right, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and the Star Wars should, if anything, would have the advantage, right, yeah, you would think. And also, like, at E3, didn't they make, like, a huge deal? Like, yeah, we've got a story, and it's fucking awesome. I like, know, get yeah. excited. They made a big deal. It's not great, guys, and, and I don't have any, uh, uh, you know, delusions that it's going to get better. So it's just kind of there. Um, and what do you want to know? I don't know. Ask me. The multiplayer is very – it's just overall a very shallow experience. Okay, and well l- – Go ahead. Yeah, okay. So, Jack, you and I played the beta together, right? Yeah. Am I missing anything? Like, if I the bought cool, the game, would there be anything that surprised me, or am I just like, I get it? 
No, nothing will surprise you what whatsoever. If you play the beta and you decide it's not for you, then fair enough, you know, rough nuggets. But I will say the the space battles, the flying battles, and those multiplayer modes are very well done, I think. I think they're they kind of remind me of like uh Crimson Skies multiplayer. Like I don't have oh, a lot of really? games. Yeah, I don't have a lot of games like aerial combat games multiplayer that are like this. This might be one of the best. But I can't Yo. sit here and say buy the game just for that. But you name yeah. drop in Crimson Skies though. That's <laughs> that's that's a benchmark for me. For sure, dude. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you tell me what I mean, besides like maybe War Thunder or I can't even think of like, you know, many flying multiplayer combat team based games. And I and Robert, you played that with me. I thought that was the best part of the whole beta. Yeah, probably. You know, I but again I can't sit there and say buy this game just for this one mode because by the way, you're not gonna unlock anything. And so we can we can go into that unless you guys have any other questions just about the base experience. But so is it at least better than the first one at all? It's more. It's more. It's just there's, more. there's almost okay. nothing different about it. Besides, it, it the last one looked great too. The last one was a shallow experience, but there's just more. Like oh, we need more ships. We need more heroes. We need more maps. Just take these sliders and slide them to the right. More, 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 more. It's and not, that's all it, it just is. Sounds, it just sounds like they were like kind of banking on that single player to really push it (laughs) it was a huge differentiator for me i was like oh they're single player now i'm buying this day one that's where i was coming from you know and then i got to play a little bit i was like oh this is not something i'm going to be at all compelled to to follow and finish and and so they cut the rewards as well too they used to get maybe twenty thousand credits now they give you five yeah, uh, so if there wasn't a campaign, like if they had announced like Battlefront 2, but there's still no campaign, but it's like more and better, would you have been as interested in the game? Like just more. See, to me, more doesn't mean better. Well, you know, like what better if that means was better. Yeah, I, I, the gameplay is exactly the same. And one thing that annoys me about the weapons is they, they look like you know extra someone took a bunch of extra camera parts and pasted them together and that's a cool look right it's it's they're going they have a certain aesthetic but they are they're all like uh i can't remember the term like projectile based right not like hit scan guns but they're like you have to wait for the laser to travel through the air you have to lead your shots right because lasers aren't light speed they're super slow, right? Which is counterintuitive. <laughs> you know a little I mean? bit, yeah, yeah. But it's so it's it's just not a great feeling game. It sounds it's one of the best sounding games I've ever heard in my life. Dead serious. It's one of the best looking games. It's just such a shallow experience. So if you just want to go in and turn your brain off for a little while, like have fun, you know, like kind of like Call of Duty multiplayer, right? Like don't think about too much. Just go kill, and, and don't and don't worry about it. But uh, it, it, from someone coming from you know I, I i tend to like the deeper kind of multiplayer experiences not so much like dota but like you know some, some more like overwatch something more strategic this right. is just not that and Wait, also whoa, the begin- whoa, whoa. Can, let's not say that dota 2 isn't strategic it is i didn't mean to say that it is okay. strategic but i'm saying like the, it's too strategic is my point like i don't go that deep i you know i, I stick in the goldilocks zone of strategy but uh where was i going with this i totally forgot <laughs> Uh, you uh, want oh, oh, oh the beginning, the beginning, um, uh, there's like different classes, right? There's like a assault class, a heavy class, an officer class and a specialist class, something like that. And the beginning weapons, unless you buy loot boxes and you put money into this and you upgrade them, the be- it doesn't feel good to play. They're, they're just very weak. They feel underpowered. Oh crap. I better go spend some money. 
go get some loot boxes so I can actually compete here in multiplayer. So with that, I, let's let's play the mu- the news music here and let's let's uh, yeah, kick over yeah, news. Yeah, let's let's move on to the news. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, okay. I I've actually been waiting for this cuz I wanted to tear this game a fucking new one ever since I've read everything that happened in the last week. Dude, it's been a crazy week. I it's oh, hard to, I can't think of besides like Phil Fish was the last time I could think of. <laughs> you guys know exactly what I'm saying. Oh, like just God. total yeah. like career suicide, like professional and career suicide that has under uh, you know that has befallen a game. This Absolutely. is like the it's crazy what's going on. It's just a huge snowball over and over and over and over again. It's a it's a saga, and it's an official PR crisis at this point. Yeah. So this all began. I mean, technically, this all began with the open beta and people criticizing the microtransaction system back then. And EA was like, "All right, we hear you. So we're going to change things, but it's still going to be basically pay to win. But we're changing it, so that's good, right? We're listening to your feedback." And then, oh man, three days ago, this guy posted on the Star Wars Battlefront subreddit, and the title is, seriously, I paid $80 to have Vader locked? Everything's locked in this game. It sucks. It's, oh, go ahead, yeah. sorry. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I don't remember like the exact math, but it'd take like literal hours, like 40 hours, 40 hours destiny. of your time to unlock one, one character they did there was all kinds of breakdowns in math that are fascinating to me and i saw one that was like if someone were to play two hours a day it would take them six years to, to unlock everything in the game if you played two hours a day every every single day <laughs> yeah okay so God, wow all this is so baffling to me all right so yeah this dude posted on reddit and he said that and then the the sub the, the username ea community team responded mm. Man, this is one of the worst fucking responses I've ever read. But mm. he opens with, The intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment for unlocking different heroes. See, you could stop. You could cut it off right there. Right. And yeah. j- j- give it a dislike and just be on with your yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, he go- and th- this guy goes on to say, like, yeah, we looked at a bunch of data and feedback from the beta and all that stuff and all the guys that you've sent, all the stuff you've sent to us. And this is what we think is the most optimal, like, settings based on what you guys told us. And then oh, he no. says, and I quote, we appreciate the candid feedback and the <laughs> passion the community has put forth around the current mm. topics here on Reddit, our forums, and across numerous social media outlets. Now, for those of you who don't know how Reddit works, you make a thread on any like subreddit which is basically a community so like our knitting or our like video games etc and you can upvote and downvote comments upvoted comments obviously are seen more often than downvoted comments i've been on reddit for a while and like the lowest downvote i've ever seen is like negative seven thousand maybe a negative ten thousand at most this fucking comment as i'm looking at it right now wednesday night has negative 677k dude and what was the f- the previously most downvoted one negative 24k something like that I, I don't even know it was orders of magnitude less than this this is by yeah. far the most hated words <laughs> ever on, put the, on internet. the internet yeah. yeah and isis is on the internet <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is like this was bad i don't know who or what is behind the ea community team like subreddit account but stop don't why why did you think this was a good idea 
So yeah, they listen to more of the people's candid feedback. Mm. And they decided, okay, fine, we're going to lower the requirements of unlocking all the heroes by 75%. 75%. That is not an adjustment. That is a huge, like, fuck, they found out we we're fucking them over. But that also, is a massive yeah, adjustment. Yeah, but here, here's the, yeah, here's also, the catch. Robert's got it. We're, we're going we're gonna to reduce the reward you get from the campaign by 75%. Yeah. And that's when they walk away with the middle fingers flaring Ooh. up in front of them, just... You know what? You know what? There, just to just to be accurate or fair, I guess, right? Fair. Who cares? But you know what? Their defense was to that was like, oh well, the intent with the awards to completing the campaign was to unlock uh whatever her name is. I forgot the name of the main character, right? To unlock her hero, and so oh. since she only costs five thousand now, we're only going to give you five thousand now. That was their That's defense. Stupid. Like that is so stupid. Yeah, they they missed a chance to like just earn some goodwill there. And it just makes their apology slash fake, you know, adjustments here, like, just look even all the worse. So the kind of, like, the rumbling, like, the first event that led to this giant avalanche, right, happened over the weekend where Matt Everett, uh, who is on Twitter at at Sledgehammer70, tweeted out this exactly. He said, the armchair developers on this internet. That's all he said because people were complaining about what we're talking about now, the, the crazy most fucked progression I've ever heard of in a video game that they had the balls to charge money for. And so people started calling him out on that. Like, what do you mean armchair developers? Like, fix your game, right? Yeah. And so he started, like, he realized, like, oh, crap, I have the ire of the entire internet on me. He deleted his tweet and then tried to retract and try to do damage control. But he's criticizing everyone that's playing and experiencing this game for voicing their concerns. And this is the community manager of this game. It has that attitude. And so that's where this all just started rolling downhill, which led to the events that you described, Robert. Jesus, that's almost as bad as when the dude from Xbox, when they announced the Xbox One X had to be connected to the uh, internet all the time. He's like, oh, Yeah. yeah, if you don't have internet, fucking deal with it yeah go play yeah. your xbox 360 like yeah, i have fucked. this is like a textbook case of ivory tower you know it's like they're not mm-hmm. even sure. thinking about us plebeians us troglodyte trash <laughs> boys troglodyte. who troglodyte. who would buy their shitty star wars games and definitely spend thousands of dollars so we can play darth vader you know it's like they don't even have a grasp of what people really want out of their games i don't think at this point one of the things that's so fucked about this too is that they are locking they're putting behind paywalls the characters that were already unlocked in the first battlefront <laughs> right that came out two years ago you didn't have to do all this shit for that and now they lock them after they charge you that this is set up like a free-to-play game that costs 60 dollars well yeah it, i mean think about it it's a fucking mischievous strategy we're yes. gonna take the heroes that were most played in the first game and we're going to put them behind a paywall so people will be more willing to pay for them. Yeah. Hey, you so know, crazy. but let's let's not shit on EA too much, right? Because they announced that there's going to be no paid DLC for this game. So that makes it all better, right? That's like right. a good Band-Aid over right. the uh, amputated leg that I have. So they, did, I will, they did end up charging, real quick, a $50 season pass for the first Battlefront. And yes. then they ended up giving away for free. So fuck all those people that spent 50 bucks on it. Oh, yeah. really? That I didn't know. Yeah. It's free now. So um, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. So, of course, this was brought up. Um, you know, I'm a huge I'm an average kind of avid kind of funny fan. And on their games daily uh, show, of course, they talked about this whole EA fiasco. So they actually had multiple developers write in 
to them about this. And one of the most notable things that they know they talked about was everyone needs to stop thinking that the developer is the victim here because it's oftentimes the developer's idea less. It's oftentimes the developer's idea and not the publisher for this kind of shit. Who says the developer is the victim? Are people saying that? Well, think about it. Cause every time so something like this happens, it's like, um, Oh, you know, I feel bad for the people at dice or whatever, because I see, shoving the shit on to top is, like, I see what you're saying. Textbook yeah. example is visceral's uh, dead space two did not have microtransactions. And then visceral's dead space three, while they were under EA, you had to pay money to get a good gun. Okay. Right. So I, and I, I didn't actually get to see, hear the full fledged argument, but like, Maybe we've been like a lot of us have been thinking about this the wrong way for all. I mean, for all we know, and of course, it could be true in a lot of cases that publishers do shove on these microtransactions because they got to they got to make the shareholders happy. Yeah. But what if, you know, what if the, you know, the developers could be the ones developing for this sort of thing? And it was the uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was one of the lead developers at uh, Guerrilla Games that actually said something about this. Of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn fame, right? I don't know. I mean, to me, it's it's not as much blaming the publisher or the developers, but blaming just everyone. Because you well, know, yeah, at some the point, fact that the practice happened. Period. Right. Because to me, at yeah. some point, someone, hopefully, in like upper management or like leadership or whatever, should have looked at specifically. Let's talk about Battlefront Two. Should have looked at this and said, "Hey, uh, Jim." Do you think it's a little bit uh, assholey to ask uh, people who paid sixty dollars to play our game for forty hours just so they can play one hero? Oh you know no, what? not at all. We'll make you, millions. You know what, Bob? You're an ass. You're fired. Get out. <laughs> you, you know, like, like someone had to have spoken up at some point, and maybe some people did. But the fact that not enough of them spoke up to like make a game that isn't setting the internet on fire, you know, it's just. It, it's tough to like care about who's the victim here yeah, except for not, us yeah. consumers. I'm not ready to give EA a pass whatsoever here and I want to read this uh kind of news here via USA Today. Yeah, that's right. CNBC was covering this, USA Today, fucking CNN, fucking Fox News. This made the mass media like oh, this yeah. is how big a deal this is now at this point because, you know, if it starts affecting stock price, which that remains to be seen if that does happen, but that's when, you know, uh, those kind of people may to pay attention. So uh, let me read the uh, story. So uh, the inclusion of microtransactions means big money for video game publishers seeking to get more from each title. In the case of EA, the publisher reported more than $3 billion in digital net assets for the 2017 fiscal year, up 20% from last year and representing 61% of total revenue. That makes me That's sick. That's so disgusting, dude. It's in the b- 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 billions, billions of dollars. We're talking like some serious, serious cash flow here. The game now is consequential. Game sales, that's not where they're making the money. They're making, you know, they make maybe a uh, hundred million, right, on game sales or so. Do the math, right? Maybe, maybe 200 million. They're making billions billions of dollars on microtransactions they are they are in the microtransaction business they're not in the video game business anymore make no mistake they're in the business of micro microtransactions that's 61 percent of their total revenue and fucking gross 
like looking at this at some point the fault has to fall on consumers right like there are a lot of people out there who think like yeah i can throw a couple shekels to get this loot box to get a cool gun for my boba fett well no that'd be someone who played 40 hours for my uh (laughs) my robot roger roger uh you know it's it's like there are a lot of people who think like yeah it's all right to throw just a couple bits and then there are of course the the few who like literally shell out thousands of real dollars on one game but you play you pay ten dollars you get one more roger (laughs) roger 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 (laughs) Roger, Roger. Ten ten dollars, all it is, you know. Simple. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fucking disgusting. Like we talked about before, I think we were talking about uh, NBA two K or something like that. But it, it's again this whole idea that there's so many people out there that just do not give a shit enough to be informed about this, or just like are neglect being informed altogether about this type of stuff and so they don't give a shit they're like oh i got my star wars game if i want to have a better star warsy game i just got to throw a couple bucks at it you know Uh, and it's like they're fucking preying on those people dude right and And this it brings up a larger discussion of like what microtransactions are fair like which ones are fair to buy and which ones are like stop report stop supporting satan this one just seems predatory though man Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the evil behind this. It just seems like it's designed to, oh, we're going to make you better. The game will be easier, more fun. You'll have actually access to things that other people won't have if you spend money. If you do not, so fuck, uh, good fucking luck, right? Yeah. And, and this game, I mean, there's a bundle, right? There's a PS4 bundle. That stands to reason that there's some people that are only buying systems for this game alone, and this is the only game they're going to play. There's some people like that this year, right? This yep. is the this is like this is like with the fall of Call of Duty, right? This is the big FPS holiday release of 2017. Fair to say, you know. So it just it's just so disgusting, and it's like there's no fucking way now I'm gonna buy this game. I just can't in good conscience. Thank unless no. they unless they change the stuff they have to change is so it's such a, a large undertaking. It's not something they can fix within a week or two. They're going to have to completely change the way it, the progression works. Like, kind of, this is a project on the level of Diablo three taking away the uh, real money auction house. Well, yeah. and they're they're not they're also preying on the people that aren't even necessarily keep, like that are somewhat in the know but aren't even really keeping up with the news because, like, as some dude explained it, like, okay, so they made like a huge PR release right about how they're cutting down the the amount it costs to buy these heroes. And okay, that's all well and good, but like Robert said, like in a whispery voice, they kind of slid in there that they're completely decreasing the amount of credits you get from the campaign. They're also decreasing the frequency in which you get credits, period, throughout the game. There's actually yeah. aspects in the game that you previously got credits for that you're no longer going to get credits for in the in the final version of the game. Yeah. Did you Can- happen to know, uh, uh, Colin, that three of the studio heads did a AMA on Reddit today? Yeah, I heard about that. I didn't get to read about it, though. So I'm it's guessing okay. it went south quick. It's okay because you couldn't read the responses anyway. <laughs> they were downvoted so fast and so just swiftly the, that they were just buried. You couldn't find the answer. Someone had to create an archive for yeah. the answers. Like someone so, had to make a comment on the thread to say, here's yeah. all their comments. Yeah. To the, oh, like the response. Because every time God. they said anything, it just went straight to the bottom of the sea, dude. Was, yeah. was it anything worse than the PR the original PR response. It wasn't everything. It wasn't anything great. It didn't appease well, anyone. Not. It didn't make Look, anything better. That AMA was as disastrous as everything EA's done in the past few months. Okay, that was like, the most fucked AMA I've ever seen. Absolutely, so I can't. I can't think of anything else like that. And so like, I, well, I just want to give you like an example, of like the caliber of questions someone yeah. asked. Do you play 
other games that have microtransactions or do you prefer games without microtransactions please elaborate and it's like (laughs) wow that's like a low blow but also very well deserved (laughs) so wait did they answer because that'd be hilarious i don't i don't even know if they did i I only like got a little bit of a chance to scroll it's very hard to follow that (laughs) am like you have to just wait for the fallout and the archive it's something to study so it is. It is I, on that though. Like I didn't actually see the the Reddit AMA thing, but I did see like so. I got a notification on my phone that play, the official PlayStation YouTube was going live, and it was a countdown for uh, the release until Battlefront Two. And I was like, "Oh God, this is going to be good." So I just mm-hmm. I went to the archived version of the live stream, and I just scrolled to the comment section. It, it was mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey and, Robert, uh, Robert, do you want to talk real quick about that StarCraft Two commercial that just came out yesterday? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. So okay. uh, StarCraft Two, which is recently gone free to play, by the way. So you know, if you have if you're itching for a good RTS and you haven't played it. Go play it. They released this like 30 second commercial where, oh man, I've only seen it once and it was like when I was really tired, but it was basically like this guy asking his dad like, hey, can I spend a few shekels to buy this? And his dad was like, no, (laughs) son, back in my day, your grandpa didn't give his life. But grandpa's still alive and he just keeps going and yeah. he's like they're pulling out this picture album of like we didn't pay for our characters we bought the game and we had everything <laughs> was, oh my god yeah. i need to see this it's so good it has and like this he, great he, sense he of humor. holds out a ring and, and his son's like did you just bejazzle mom's wedding ring? <laughs> <laughs> did you bejazzle mom's engagement ring god it's so great like go watch it honestly um but to put the rotten cherry on top of the shit pie sunday um so trailer park boys now yeah so uh (laughs) a lot of ea like this one ea dev on twitter has been getting a lot of death threats right um and then which is another crazy subject all on its own so jason schreier of kotaku god bless his journalistic heart he did some digging and he found out that that dude on that behind that twitter account doesn't even work at ea like at all wow so people yeah. are faking death threats just because they're that desperate for attention because they found a news story that they could hook their horse on. Well, I wouldn't say necessarily that like those death threats are fake. I do think those death threats are legitimate because this oh, guy but has his been job. His career is fake. though. Yeah, he's been pretending to be an EA dev for the past two years oh, and tweeted shit. out something like, man, it's my four year anniversary at EA when in 2015 he's like just started working at EA. Shut like the fuck up. Oh, man. Yeah. So it's more so this guy's fuck up of pretending to be an EA dev for whatever reason. And he like responds to people's tweets and are like, yeah, no, I've been working at EA for a while. And like, I have this to say about, (laughs) about whatever you're talking about. That's so sad, dude. Catfish are so weird, man. And, um, just why? I don't know. I mean, like my, my takeaway from that is my takeaway from it is two things. One, don't send death threats to the people on the internet. Like no matter what they do, like that's just Point number that's one, just that's just a dig move, bro. Yeah, that's bad. Like, don't death threat anyone, e- even yeah. in person, too. This doesn't end at the internet. Don't do it in person, either. It's bad. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it's just video games, guys. Like, yeah. no one needs to die over a damn video game. And two, don't lie on the internet. Like, yeah, no, I work for EA, and um, I think, yeah. uh, like, this is this is part of our game philosophy behind uh, this game. You know, just don't. What, just not a good look. Like, what does he really do? I have to know. What is his actual job? I don't know. Oh, shit. He curls the fries at rallies. All right. So that's enough (laughs) shitting on the video game industry, I think. Yes. I mean, dude, it's it's one of the most disappointing 
things to happen in a very long time. Yes, uh, I was I was genuinely excited for this game, as you know from my my musings on this podcast about it for, for since E three since we saw it, and I'm very disappointed. I'm very sad. I I'm not going to spend money on this game until it would take probably a, a unrealistic amount of change to happen for it to be considerate. So that's absolutely. Uh, so let's move on to something else. Uh, the Keeleys have been announced. The Game Awards with Joff Jeff Keeley. Joff Joff Keeley. Yes. Hey, they Joff. were they were. They were pretty great last year. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there were a couple right. awkward moments, but they were pretty great. It was a cool show. I love the Doom live music was one oh of the my, highlights dude, for me. I swear to God, that was one of the greatest things I'd ever seen in an award show. But, but yes. guys, like, I couldn't help it. It was live. I couldn't help but notice all the empty seats. I still think about it, and it's haunting me to this day. There were yeah. way too many empty seats in the audience. I hope they remedy that this year. I think this is just something that, like, because it's still in its formative years. Like, this is what, maybe the third or fourth year? Dude, but it's a big, um, expensive show. They have a lot of corporate sponsorship, man. You yeah, know that's I mean? fair. Um, it's the Grammys, or not the Grammys, it's the Oscars <laughs> of video games. Yeah, so what I want on the show, I don't want to, like, read all the nominees. If you want to check them out, you can go to thegameawards.com slash awards. But um, what I wanted to bring to your attention here is the Game of the Year nominees. So you got... The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, yes. Super Mario Odyssey. Yes. Yes. You've got Persona Five. You've yes. got Horizon Zero Dawn. I agree with all those. And Player mm-hmm. Unknown's Battlegrounds. Bring it. Hmm. Let's do it. Why is, is that game out? <laughs> is that game it's, out? Uh, we played fifty hours of it. But is it out this year? <laughs> What is, it is out? what is out is my question. That's the lines are blurred so much now with early access and everything like that. It's a new world. It's a new dawn. Release dates, release dates are a lie. So are pants. Is that how the like, line goes? And you time? know, you know, player unknown himself, Mr. Brendan Green is like, yeah, no, our game's good, but it's not game of the year. <laughs> no, I, like, I, that. I respect that. He's like, for sure. He's like, I guess we'll take it. But like, shouldn't it be Zelda or Mario this year? And yeah. I'm like, Pretty good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think even if, if player unknowns did come out officially this year, I wouldn't want it to be game of the year. I think that like, no. this, like, I mean, for me personally, it's probably not. Per player unknowns battlegrounds i know but i'm but, saying for millions of people it probably is the best game this year for millions yeah. of people dude it's yeah. one of the best games this year yeah i yeah i mean like i the reason why it's there is it's because it's a huge phenomenon right like it, it's that's fucking not even, massive you know what though that's not even like doing it justice it's the most successful no. video game of all time it's like a bigger phenomenon than dota and fucking league like it's bigger than all those games uh, now. It's I don't know than... about League. <laughs> league maybe has not... like tw- like when I checked five years ago, it had twenty seven million players. Okay, maybe which... not League, but but I'm yeah. telling you, it's one of the biggest. It's I'm just saying we shouldn't understate what it achieved this year. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take like, anything away done. from it. But it's like I mean, first of all, it's not even a finished game, and like secondly, it, it's like it's an experience that was like you know basically a mod to begin with and then like it moved over and it's not even a completed game yet so and they, I mean the guy that made the game doesn't even want it to be nominated like where for you know but but he can't tell you what to feel no True. You know what I but, mean? for me what my criteria is is when I look at these other games right Breath of the Wild Super Mario Persona 5 Horizon Zero Dawn I didn't have to come up with workarounds to do basic stuff you know what I mean like I didn't need to have a running start to jump over a fence I could just like 
do it as it was intended to function. I didn't need to wait for the car to come to an absolute complete zero mile per hour stop before getting out so I don't die. You know, like uh, Battlegrounds has a lot of like quirky little things that sure are like charming, but it's still like clearly this is a bug. Clearly, this is still in development. Clearly, this is like an experience that isn't completely done and completely tailored to you. Whereas like with Persona 5, I didn't need to like, okay, when I use the when I want to use the fire spell, I need to like double tap a on it or like scroll past it, then scroll back up to it. You know, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is like how incredible would that be, though, is if that was the case and you're playing like beta versions of these games, you're still like, oh, well, I'm still going to play this constantly non-stop it's still going to be one of the most uh streamed video games on the internet period on twitch and other channels as well it's just it's just a crazy phenomenon that no one could predict so my kind of attitude towards this all right is that if a game is if you're able to exchange legal u.s tender for a game in a calendar year then you're allowed to give that game an award that's my personal uh belief on that this game is it's 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 probably peaked. I don't know. It's scary to say, but I don't think that there's a lot of people out there with the millions and millions that are playing it now. I don't think there's a lot of people like, oh, well, I'm going to wait till 1.0 because you can, it's going to be the same price anyways. You know, like it's, it's heyday. It's golden age is either right now or it's in front of us, you know, but it's not, it's, it's, uh, it, it, I just think that it needs to be in the conversation. You know, I think it just does a disservice and it's just kind of dishonest to say like, oh, we have to, we have to wait till 1.0. Yeah. And I mean, I, it is i'm so confl- like conflicted about this internally but like it's I done a lot be. gameplay wise like it's completely like revolution revolutionized multiplayer games in a way because it's it's basically yeah. created a new game mode that's probably going to be universal until the end of time well to me, it didn't it, create battle royales to be fair well, no, right. it, it didn't made it good it, right. yeah it made it accessible more accessible it made it mainstream um, sort of yeah in a way um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm conflicted about this, but I, uh, but another part of me is like, yeah, but it's like it's not a finished game yet, and it's just a like it's it's part of this huge phenomenon. I mean, like if you're going b- by the fact that it's just had a whole shit ton of people playing it, then you could also argue that Pokemon Go was a fucking game of the year. You know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, see, for me, I think Player Unknowns deserves like it doesn't deserve Game of the Year. I think it deserves a different award, like Trend of the Year, Phenomenon well, of the Year, you know, what like I, break, so my, Breakout Game or something. My you argument know? with that though is that I it can't. It's fine if it's not your personal Game of the Year, but I'm sitting here saying that I'm not going to tell anyone like you cannot make this Game of the Year, you cannot nominate this this year because I think X Y Z. That's my Fair whole enough. point. I'm not saying it's my Game of the Year. Maybe it is. I have to think about it a little bit more. But I'm saying I wouldn't sit there and tell somebody this. You cannot do this. Yeah, right. game of the year is pretty subjective. Literally, every person has their game of the year. Every magazine, every news outlet has their game of the year. So I, can, I think there's gonna yeah. be multiple outlets with with player known as their game of the year. I think there will be, possibly. Can I can I um, ask you guys something? Yeah. So, do you guys think it's fair that when they do these game of the year nominations, that they put multiplayer and single player games in the same category, like they pit them against each other? Ooh, that's a deep like in, like in game um, of the year yeah game of the year put yeah in, you should have multiple i mean the, you can have multiplayer game of the year you can have that award and those games can have you know then fight it out there but i think that when you're saying just standard game of the year right i think you have to throw everything in the bucket in there yeah, so i guess i when, think that's fair when i think about it right is like overwatch is probably multiplayer game of this year because it technically came out this year right Last or, year, no, no it came Overwatch out last, year, last year. Right? Yeah, so Overwatch would probably be multiplayer game of last year, but at the same time, it's like there were definitely good single player games as well that I think stand up to it. And I think it's a matter of just like 
what you have more fun with, right? Like if you're a multiplayer oriented person, Overwatch would probably be your game of the year, right? Whereas mm-hmm. if you're more of a single player person, maybe Super Mario Odyssey is going to be your game of the year this year or something like that. Um, so let's move on to other news because wow, we, we have a There's lot. a lot, yeah. Okay. Rapid so, fire. Yeah, so you remember a couple weeks ago we talked about how GameStop was going to have that uh, subscription service where you can pay like $60 up front and then for the next six months you could <laughs> rent out one used game and you could like do it as much as you want as long as you only have one game in your inventory. I thought that was such and, a crazy idea and I thought it was like, oh, they're kind of desperate for cash grab now. So I was like, oh, they're definitely rolling this out ASAP. Yeah, Just and uh, at the end yeah. of that six months, whatever game that you have in your hands, you keep. So it's like you're paying $60 for that game, but also like the ability to change what that game is over the course of six months, which is cool. Mm-hmm. JK. Yeah. <laughs> Someone yeah, they ran said, the numbers. Turns out this isn't a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So they, they pulled back and said, never mind. And here's the thing. Apparently, it's, quote, over concerns with how the aging computer systems and the company stores can handle and track checkouts. Are you shitting me? Like, what does that have to fucking do with anything? So it's an infrastructure issue? Yeah, I think it's literally like they don't have the infrastructure, digital or hardware, to, like, check in and check out all these. Like, basically, they're saying, you know, libraries, how they figured shit out, like, in 1995 when digital shit started happening? Uh We haven't figured that out yet, is what they're telling me. Dude, yeah, I I I see. Even if that were true, like, I don't see the argument there, because they already... Every one person that walks into that door and makes a purchase has some sort of profile in their social or in their uh, their uh, system. System, yeah. And so I don't understand what the big deal is. Just building on that, even like even if they did like a like a company wide because it's a it's a every six month thing, right? Yep. So every six months when it cycles, why don't you just erase the previous data? This is just part of a you know, larger. It's, an excuse. it's a part of a larger comedy of errors that is GameSpot's business practices. I mean, if you look Game right stops. now, GameStop. Sorry, I always yeah, GameSpot. Yeah, poor old Games, GameSpot. It's terrible. GameStop. Okay, if you check out their financials, they are at the very bottom of a four-year slump where their stock price is just dive bombing. And this news here uh, recently of them canceling this is not doing them any favors. And it's like, how could you? publicly come out and put this announcement out and then you know five days before it actually debuts it you pull it like how what is going on there who's calling the shots you know this is only doing it damage it's all i mean it's putting in the news but man this is not not the headline you want yeah maybe we're you know in our lifetimes we're gonna witness the death of brick and mortar gamestop and you think in our lifetime i think so I really do. Or they're just going to open up a digital storefront, but eh. that's we'll where see. the money is. Yeah. They Th- need to be the is. steam for console. Yeah. I think they call that the PlayStation <laughs> store and the Xbox, whatever. Uh, Microsoft yeah, store. I know they're too late. Yeah. <laughs> what hope do they have? None basically. So they're going to have to just not. like, they're going to move. Dude. GameStop is eventually just going to be a side kiosk in every hot topic in every mall. Oh, that's exciting. That's oh what's going to happen, dude. Oh, I God. can't wait. They oh, already man. have Hot Topic already. Like, they're just going to merge the two. That's what's going to happen. I'm I calling it. No, they don't, have, they don't have Hot Topic. They they stole Think Geek from Hot Topic. Well, they're going to give them mm. back, baby. This is yep, the time. Okay. That it's, it's an incestuous relationship. So time stamp this. I called it. There's going to be GameStop and Hot Topic in sometime in the future. There you sad, go. Sad days. So while we're talking about disappointments... 
You guys so remember much. the Xbox One X? Because I don't. So much disappointment <laughs> going yeah. on. I already Goodness. forgot about that console. You are lying. You know about that console. It's are a you thing. kidding? I legit have not thought about that console until you were like, hey, let's talk about this on the news today. And I was like, talk about what? That dinosaur? <sighs> I don't can care. We, can we talk it's... about... Can we talk about, you know, the Three Days Grace album one next? Because that was a much better thing. Guys, there's... Yeah, you know, uh, actually, let's talk about that instead. <laughs> what, no, I'm gonna... No, veto, veto, veto. <laughs> okay. I'm breaking, so, out the, I'm breaking out the bong bong for that. Okay. okay so, so, uh, listen, so, I'll tell you who else does not give a flying shit about Xbox One X besides Robert, and that's the whole island of Japan. Nihon could not... Islands. Islands of Japan. They could not give... A flying fuck so they released some financial statements out here for how many units are sold and it's like a top 12 list and there's all kinds of fascinating numbers gentlemen in this list this is uh by way let me uh, give them uh credit here by way of comicbook.com so thank you for that uh tanner deadman uh was the uh reporter so all right if you haven't looked yet okay <laughs> What would you guess is the number that Xbox One X has sold in Japan, the most powerful console ever made, 40% stronger than any console in the history of mankind? This is coming to Japan, the land of video games, the land of fun, and land of sushi. Like, how many consoles seems fair? Well, I'm going to bet $500 that is probably in the top five. It's in the top, at least, right? Because it's brand new. It's got to the top be. five. Okay. What about you, Colin? If pretend like oh, you didn't I already, see this. I already peeped the article. <laughs> I know so you I'm did. You say. Yeah, I, I also did too. But oh, okay. you did? I, oh, I played along. Oh, I played in his space. Never mind. Let me just fucking tell you that. <laughs> you guys, yeah, both suck. fuck you, Jack. Fuck you. Shit. All right. So the Xbox One X, in in all its glory, sold a whopping thirteen hundred and forty four. That's probably that's not. That's probably just like the air, the U.S. Air Force base there. That's probably so, all that bought it. Robert, maybe Robert, yeah. right there. Can I, you put like a like a sad trumpet sound effect? Like, a, dude, that is. <laughs> listen to this, guys. The fucking two DS sold more than the yeah. Xbox One in the first week. The fucking Vita and the two. Oh, it's just, it's crazy. So, listen to this. I was surprised to hear that 38 Wii U's got sold last week in Japan. Hey. <laughs> who's who's buying the bad. Wii U right now? That's, that's not crazy. Bad. Yeah, 38, man. So, yeah. it's just funny. So, obviously, number one was uh, uh, the Nintendo Switch with almost 80,000, followed by the PlayStation 4 with roughly over 20,000, and then a bunch of Nintendo stuff, 2DS, 3DS, the uh, PlayStation Pro, 6,000. So, you know, games are healthy in Japan, uh, in a country that's slowly moving to, to PC, very slowly. Well, but so here's the thing. Historically, the Xbox has not been successful in Japan. It's like, never been able to break through. They, I'm surprised they even brought that many. Yeah, that's that's why that number doesn't surprise me. And compounded with the fact that the Xbox One X is a useless machine, um, the, that number, frankly, is a little bit surprising uh, in terms of like, wow, it's that high. Huh. Yeah. Um, but no, like Japan's console market, I mean, looking at this, it leans heavily toward handhelds. And historically, Absolutely. that's been true, right? Because like Japanese people use a lot of uh, public transportation, like even out in the boonies, right? Like there's a lot more public yeah. transportation than you think. They're selling so, Vitas still. 
Yeah. So the whole idea of like on my commute to school, on my commute to work, like I can whip out my switch and play a little bit of Mario or some shit. Mario. Mario. Yeah. Mario Carey. So Super Mario (laughs) Odyssey. Um, Yeah. So to me, it's this isn't surprising. And the fact that handhelds dominate this list makes total sense to me. It just. Well, absolutely. you You know what, guys? You walk into you walk into Terrace House. You walk into the playroom. What console do you see? Sir, shit ain't an Xbox. It's a no. fucking PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, you mean True. the FIFA machine? Oh yeah, yeah. The, fi- the, the FIFA the machine FIFA. and, FIFA and the, box, the Terrace yeah. House. The breaking down the fourth wall and watching Terrace House Dude, on Terrace I'll, House. I bet you EA machine. mandated that PlayStation has that slot in there so you can swipe your card right there. Beautiful. Oh my god. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I just wanted um, an excuse to bring up Terrace House. So thank you. Well, there okay. you go. Uh, <laughs> this will probably be the last bit of news. We should probably spend a couple minutes on this. But Mario might be coming to the silver screen, boys. Yeah. We get another sweet Mario movie, and I hope it's a sequel <laughs> to that wonderful one that was uh, released yeah. in what the eighties. John Leguizamo and, and like who was it? Anthony oh. Hopkins. I can't even remember. I, no, not Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, he was Bowser. <laughs> Yeah, Wasn't he? yeah. Um, I, I hope it's a sequel to that, but I don't think we're gonna get a sequel to that masterpiece of a like a, one of the best movies ever. Uh, um, Yoshi yeah, no, was so, in that movie. <laughs> so Nintendo's in talks with uh, Illumination Entertainment, the people behind Despicable Me, the people behind The Secret Life of Pets, which, by the way, was a surprisingly good movie. Just throwing that out there. Oh, <laughs> so it's um, gonna be animated. So it's yes. Okay. Okay. Now, oh, oh, I thought it was okay. Okay. We're good. Yeah. No, it's it it's looks gonna be like it's CG gonna be though, right? I assume. Uh, who knows? Because um, I, I don't think it's sure yet whether it's going to look like Mario as we expect or if it's going to have more of a despicable me- like tinge to its animation. Do, do you perhaps? guys remember when uh, Bowser was in Wreck-It Ralph? No, he, I don't remember was. much from that movie, if I'm going to okay. be honest. He was. They, they had Nintendo characters, and it's like the first time Nintendo licensed their characters in other movies. It was kind of wow. crazy. So that might be a preview of things to come. Oh, I do remember that, actually. Yeah, nice. d- didn't that have uh, Sonic in it, too? Yeah, it had, it had a bunch. It had Pac Man. Yeah, it had a yeah. bunch. Character yeah. from Street Fighter. A whole bunch of other stuff. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, there's not much, uh, not much on this, but it's like cool to see. I guess that even our favorite Italian ex plumber is uh, looking to get a movie made about him. <laughs> That's right. He did hang up the uh, trousers, didn't he? He's not a plumber yeah, no, anymore. He's, he's done now. Now he's a <laughs> he's a traveler. He's a tourist. Dude, I wish that Nintendo would stop like retconning Mario because it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder every time they try. <laughs> yeah, Dude, now just it's, leave it, it alone. He was never Italian. He was actually Japanese the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's it's what's really weird is uh, like at work we have the Mario Kart Arcade Deluxe Edition or whatever the hell it is. Oh, that's Ooh. a so weird it's like, thing. That's yeah, a weird it's an thing. arcade. It's like an arcade version of Mario Kart. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's the worst but, controlling Mario Kart. It's it is weird. It's weird controlling, and they they change certain things about it. But the the main part that's weird about it is there's a narrator. No thanks. Yeah, there's a narrator, and it's like Waluigi is coming around the corner. Waluigi has picked up an item. Waluigi what? has taken first. Waluigi. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Oh, I wish they swapped that guy out for the narrator and Bastion. That'd have been good. Question though, you were using this name that I'm not familiar with. I don't think I've seen him in any Mario games. Who who's that guy you're talking about? Oh, um, you know, he doesn't get a whole lot of time in the spotlight, but uh, is, this, yeah. is this fan you know, fiction? Waluigi? I don't even know. Is no, Waluigi, when's the last time you saw him in a game? <laughs> I can't even think of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mario so, Power yeah. Tennis. That should do it for us for this new section. So I'm going to turn it over to Robert for the uh, question of the week. Self-serve, self-serve, bro. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for throwing that over to me. All right. So, guys, what I have for you this week 
is a who would win. A, a death battle. A fight to the death. Last, this is the ultimate <laughs> Last people standing. And uh, this, this comes to me... Uh, in light of the fighting game news that's happened in the past week, where uh, the Teenage Mutant Motherfucking Ninja Turtles are coming to Injustice 2, yes. and Noctis Lucis Calum from Final Fantasy XV is coming to Tekken 7. Uh-huh. So, I must posit to you fine gentlemen, who would win in a death battle? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the sweet, sweet boys in a band? An all black that travel across EOS in their Audi R8. Oh, this is oh. rough. Do they have an official boy group name? The characters for Final Fantasy 15. I don't think so. The Noctuses. The Noctis. No, that's not it at all. The Noctis. Okay. Okay. The Knight. We are the Knight. <laughs> uh, all right, Colin, you go first. Oh man. So the the T M M F N T versus <laughs> yeah versus Noctis. Oh, versus the oh. whole crew of boy, the whole boy group with all their the whole, uh, their spiky hair and their God. buckles and their zippers and their black leather in the I, desert, not even sweating. It's weird. Listen, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know. the 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 first impression I have, or the first idea I have, is the the guys from Final Fantasy fifteen have like powers, like they basically have magic. Um, so they, I mean, Noctis can fly all around the battlefield and teleport wherever the hell he wants. And he can just magically make weapons appear, whereas the Ninja Turtles can't. They had to reach all the way back on their shells and grab their weapons, which doesn't make any logical sense. Because, like, you know, reach all the way back there <laughs> onto your shell as opposed to just making a weapon appear. I feel like they would tactically have the advantage, the Final Fantasy guys, I mean. So, I don't know. What, what are you thinking, Jack? Well, as we mentioned on the drunk cast some months, some weeks ago, which if you haven't long. heard that, yeah, if you haven't heard that yet, probably one of my favorite episodes we've done so far, uh, 21st episode. Anyways, uh, turtle power is a factor, gentlemen, and it was before and it is again, and I'm not going to reprise my rap to you as much <laughs> as you're begging me <laughs> to, but go, if you want to hear me rap about Ninja Turtles, go listen to that episode. Uh... So I just, I, uh, it's, it's rough, man. I don't know enough about the spiky haired boys in Final Fantasy 15 to, to see them winning against turtle power. And you got the nunchucks, you got katanas, you got bows, you got Psy, you got splinter. Like Orokosaki couldn't stop them. And I don't see uh, Final Fantasy boys doing it either. They I don't have know, a car, man, you got Brotherhood yeah. versus Brotherhood. Yeah, they could just hit him with a car. I mean, it flies, too. <laughs> you got the turtle van, too. The turtle mm, van? Yeah. But is mm. the van as strong as the shells on their back? I don't it, The van has a shell on it. <laughs> yeah, but here's from, the like, thing. The 90s here's cartoon. the thing. Because they're turtles in a half shell, not even a full shell. So... Can I just say that when you said turtles in a half shell, I really want to go like turtle power. <laughs> like, it's just so ingrained. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, it'd be a good fight, man. It's just I can't go against turtle power. And maybe I'm not I'm not I'm not equipped to approach this logically. I'm speaking straight from nostalgia. Team turtle. I don't know. I've spent a good portion of my life with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They were a part of my childhood. The cartoon, the the weird live action movies. Um <laughs> 
But oh, I've also yeah. Raphael, spent... Raphael said the D word, guys. <laughs> the first oh, movie, no. he said the damn word, and I was a little kid, Whoa. and I was like, oh, "I'm gonna get in trouble." He said, "Damn." <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. So I've also spent a short anime series, a movie, and a 70, 72 hour playthrough with the Final Fantasy boys. So, did you beat fifteen? Yeah, I did. Oh yeah. snap! I'm behind. Yeah, dude, I'm I, I beat. I'm waiting I, I for the beat PC that game version. in sixty hours. What's that? I'm waiting for the PC version. Oh, the PC version. I, yes. I wonder if it is it going to have all the DLC. I hope so. I believe it's uh, yeah. going to all of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be so um, good. Oh, okay. but yeah, I. I mean, that game was amazing. The boys were great. Spending sixty hours to beat it, and then spending another ten just fucking around was great. So, but I don't know. I I feel like in terms of you know hero versus hero, we got the boys over here who are. I mean, they're imbued with magic. I mean, I don't know how else to how else to even differentiate the two. I, I I don't know. I think in terms of fighting, like fighting prowess, I think the teenage, teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have the upper hand. This is a four versus four, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I I do want to bring up that um, in terms of diet, right? Uh, as far as I'm aware, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle boys, uh, they consist. Like their diet consists solely of pizza. Yes, like exclusively just pizza like, yeah. with, with crazy shit on the pizza, though. But it's still like a pie of grease and cheese. Yeah, but whereas, they're, they're strong though. Right. Whereas the sweet boys, they have a sweet cook boy who helps them out and gives them fine, delicious meals. Sometimes with cup ramen, which is the best food, by the way. The, um, yeah, the food <laughs> in Final Fantasy 15 is probably the best looking food. I've ever seen in a video game. They spent mm-hmm. oh one hundred meticulous hours perfecting the way the food looks. It's delicious, dude. I mean, right. it, it's it's just like anything from Japan, pretty much ever. Like an- anime, movies, like the food yeah. always looks good. Yeah, this yo, ain't. Sh- but yo, this ain't Top Chef, <laughs> yeah, Robert. Yo, this no, is no, fucking- no. I, I have a point, but I will also say Shokugeki no Soma. Watch that anime. The food porn is miraculous. No, so my point here is that. The boys have more fiber in their diet. They have more protein. They have a more balanced diet. That they're uh, set. They're good to go. You know. Whereas the teenage mutant ninja boys, like at some point, the grease is going to clog up their shells. What a weak <laughs> argument! <laughs> oh my god. But I, I'm going turtles. That's it. Final answer. Boom. It's done. Uh they have fucking ninjutsu. What more do I have to say to you? Have you seen Endgame Noctis? He's got ninjutsu. <laughs> Uh, I think I think I'm dude, gonna you go just with have the. To cast, you just have to cast like fucking stun on them, and they're fucking done, dude. Yeah, but bro, you get like the what is it like the times ten Faraga spell or whatever the shit is called. I don't even remember. It's been a long it's time disgusting. since I played it. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. I mean, well, okay, we're also lest we forget, Noctis can also summon giant motherfuckers. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, I forgot about that. Yeah, motherfucker, roll in there with his like his staff and shit, and just cast lightning over the entire battlefield and kill everything in sight. So the fucking turtles took down the Technodrome. Fuck that bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm rolling FFXV, boys. I had to think about that for a second. It's wrong. Sorry. It's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. Do I have to be the tiebreaker? Is that how these work? Sure. No. Uh, we already know what you're gonna say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was so you were so annoyed. <laughs> yeah, no, the Audi R8 wins for sure. Okay, yeah, fine. Oh, yeah. All Absolutely. Right. I tried Donatello. There you go. That 
should do it for us here at the Tiny Disc Podcast. So if you have uh, any answers you'd like to give us about that, who would win, or uh, if you want to send us a question or anything or comments, concerns, etc., you can email us at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to tinydisc.com to see all of our podcast episodes. You can subscribe to us there with our RSS feed. You can follow that uh, link to get to our social media accounts and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, etc. It's a lot of fun uh if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes please consider giving us an itunes review it really help us a lot out a lot and we'd really really appreciate it um and also tell a friend you know just you're at the bar and you're like talking about video games you're like hey i know this really good video game podcast called giant bomb but then also listen to tiny disc it's really good too they can both be good yeah yeah um so that does it for us i think where can we find you guys on the internet. Uh, Colin Amano, a.k.a. at boo underscore underscore five five on Twitter. At J-A-C-C-E-P-E-D-A. Mr. Cepeda, if yo nasty. Can I just say that, of course, when you first started saying that, I was laughing a lot. <laughs> but getting on Twitter today and seeing that you actually changed <laughs> your screen name to Mr. Period Cepeda <laughs> space in one word, if yo nasty. <laughs> no, wait, well, I, I didn't see this. I'm so upset. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to reflect, you know, uh, reality. Yeah, it's it's all about branding. So go go read that in writing. Go to his Twitter account. Um, you can also find me <laughs> it's at worth Pin- it. Yeah, you can find me at Pinoptimist. P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. Thank you so, so much for listening to the Tiny Disc Podcast. Yes. And we'll see you next Thursday. Bong, bong. Oh.